Hey y'all, I'm Shalise. And I'm Kai, and you're listening to the Talking to Brunch podcast, where we eat, drink, and talk some shit. So grab your glass and pull up a seat to the table. Hello, and welcome back to the Talking to Brunch podcast. I'm Shalise Bree, and today we are going to start, of course, with our normal, the tip of the day. Um... I don't know if I have said this before, but I personally live by this. Um, And, you know, I want to say it's in the Bible, but I was so well versed with that, you know, necessarily, you know, only in theory. So, you know, here it goes. Do unto others as you will have others do unto you. Mm, A word. And this is going to be real on topic. Because today we're going to talk about how we can be better partners to our men or women or, you know, girl, however you like to, you know, dip it and dab it. You know what I'm saying? You know, bloop, bloop. Um, and that's really going to start with treating people the way you want to be treated, specifically Um, on certain habits that we would consider controlling. Now, I know for myself, I can be a bit of an alpha female. So I, (laughs) Ah, it's really not a lot that I'm, I'm going to, I'm trying to like use my phrasing, like use this like wisely because I don't want to sound like I'm like just so like rigid in my relationships because I'm really not. Oh, and by the way, y'all life update. (laughs) I got a man. (laughs) Anyway, so moving on y'all. Oh, and I don't think he think I'm rigid. I just think he think I got a lot of rules. Mm -hmm. A lot of rules. (laughs) He told me he got a notebook today. Because I'll be just, you know, naming stuff I don't like. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, so moving on. <laughs> um, Basically, you know, I feel like we as women, specifically women, I feel like men do this too. Um, but I feel like men do this in another segment of relationships. So, you know, we're just going to, you know, keep it real, real cute in this one little box right here. Okay. So I felt like women really, um, exude, exude an extreme amount of control over their partner. But if the partner were to do those things to them, like all holy hell would break loose. Um, I have Ashley here, my producer today. She is my honorary co-host. Um, so say hello, Ashley. Hi. She refuses to be on camera because she refuses to lay her edges. It's fine. <laughs> My edges actually look fantastic they right now. They actually do, but I was trying to not say you wouldn't put on a lash or feel your eyebrow. It's fine. So we'll that do and it. lighting. So or you know they're just the gonna right see so basically Ashley just refused to do a bunch of shit. So we're just gonna like leave it there. <laughs> I'm just going to show a very pretty picture of my face for the with, YouTube. With a t-shirt section. on. With her t-shirt on. <laughs> Ice cube. It's, it's She's she's cute, but you know, just not camera ready and she just refused. So it's fine. It's fine. We're just breaking contracts, but it's fine. <laughs> I ain't mad. 
This is so not a part of my contract. <laughs> it was today as the co-host. Um, it was so... today. Today it was. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, guys. As a producer, I want to come on and say sorry. There might have been a little bit of an echo, but I think we're good now. So, please continue on with what you were saying. Woo. You know, guys, let me just tell y'all, you know, as... <clears throat> A small lady show. Um, we are finding out that this is a lot of work. And sometimes, you know, it just be a lot. And sometimes we don't get it right. But you want to know what? We try to be consistent. Shout out to Ashley. Shout out to you, Thank boo. you. Thank you. All right. So we're going to move right along. So as I said, we have serial monogamous Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, I'm kind of joking. But kind of not. But um, basically, so like Ashley's like really, really good um, at her current relationship. Like love, 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 as I've stated like multiple times, like they're probably like hands down, like one of my fave couples, like almost like a celeb couple, like love, love, love. And mind you, this is my little cousin, but I digress. Love, love, love. So we're First just. Off, wait, 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 wait. What? I, just, I have to ask. What? What's my celeb couple name then? Oh, um, celeb couple. Let's see. That would be very difficult. First off, his name is Azoya. My name is Ashley. So I feel like that's really hard. Mm. Maybe I just Azoishi. Azoishi. Wait, Ashley. Azoile. Ash. Ashe. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We're just Your celeb name is Asha. What were you saying? <laughs> Asha. I like it. It gives me real elbows. Less lotion. <laughs> Anyways, as you were saying. You asked. <laughs> um. So anyway, basically, Ashley, like, I just want to, you know, ask you basically, like, so I know through private conversations, but, you know, we're just going to, you know, share a little bit with the world or a small baby audience. We appreciate y'all. Um, <laughs> basically, um, what are like what ways have you like noticed um, that you've been a little bit too controlling that if Azoya would have done it back to you, like we probably all would have tried to jump this like six, six. 300 pound man it's a lot but yeah he's a he's a big guy but he's a teddy bear but um (laughs) no it's actually kind of funny because it it wasn't necessarily the fact that I was doing things to him I just think I was more triggered from like some toxic things I'd had in my past so when I got to him I was just like oh you're being controlling and he's like oh I'm actually not like to preface he's a very blunt kind of person like he's just very like here's the facts here's what it is I'm gonna tell you why like two plus two equals four you know just very he can take emotions out of things like pretty easily and just kind of get to the facts and so that kind of broke me down because it forced me to start thinking about okay is he actually being controlling or is he just like you know asking things of me as I would do the same asking things of him. So some of it came from um, 
like dressing. And I know that sounds triggering, but like to be, to preface, I'm a very, very modest person. So I would just get mad off of hypotheticals because hypothetically I wouldn't wear any of the stuff that I was going to get mad at him about. <laughs> like, but he was like, no, it's just like not my thing. And so for me, I was like, well, that's controlling. That's this, that's that. And he's like, Ashley, you told me like the other day that you liked this, or you didn't want me to cut my beard, or you didn't want me to do this, or you didn't want me to wear those shoes, or hey, can you like change that or whatever? And for you, it's just so nonchalant. But if I were to make a suggestion of something that I like, then it becomes controlling. Like, how is that different? And so I think the biggest thing that I learned from him, because I can already hear the mental people checking out of being like, well, he ain't supposed to tell you blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the thing. In a relationship, in my opinion, you can choose what level of something you're willing to put up with. You are not going to like everything about your partner. You're not going to like everything about the way they act, dress, present themselves, their job. Like There's going to be some aspect that you're not the biggest fan of, but you just have to decide, is that big enough of a deal breaker for us to not be together? And to not respect someone else's deal breaker is just kind of like, I mean, if it just doesn't work, then just don't be together. Like if, if that was now, it's not for me once again, like I said, like he's, he really doesn't care as much. All of this was hypotheticals. Cause all I ever do is get mad about hypotheticals, but <laughs> that's <laughs> a whole so nother topic, a whole nother topic. <laughs> but, um, but when really talking to him about it, he was just like, you know, at the end of the day, if that was a big enough deal breaker for me, I should have the right to be able to say that like, that's not something that I want and that I obviously don't want to stop you from doing it. But that if that's something that you stand by really strongly to keep, then maybe this just doesn't work and that that's okay. And I think for a lot of people, it's hard to feel like, oh, well, how come you just can't accept every part of me? And like the true definition of a relationship is sacrifice. Like, you know, am I willing to sacrifice this one part? Like, is, is this enough for me to be able to sacrifice and not feel like I'm losing a bit of myself or not feel like that person is sacrificing back? I feel like that was a really long conversation, but he just really opened my eyes to being like, you know, am I requiring things of him that I'm not allowing him to require things of me? Like I have certain things that I want him to check my boxes for and that I want to be able to hold him accountable to. But then if he does it to me and he has certain things that he likes or that he values or wants to keep accountable for, then like, how is that fair to deny him that if I am asking the same thing of him and different things? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like we briefly kind of touched on that specifically. Um, in the manner of about, you know, the um, outside specifications. Um, but I think I would like to, um, I think I kind of want to touch on that a little bit more. And I say that because it is really normal for women to feel like they'll go in and they'll upgrade their man. Like that's like the norm for us. To just be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to come in and I'm upgrade the way you dress and I'm upgrade your shoe game and, you know, I'm upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Um, And I don't know, like, do you think that comes from the gender normative of women just have more fashion sense? 
and you know, or like, um, and like I said, that's very gender normative because there are a plenty of men who have really good fashion sense. Like, um, I recently, I find myself like doing that just when I was in like the talking stage, um, um, with my current, I was just like, oh, I was like, oh, I like that shirt. Oh, I love them shoes. Oh, I want some of those. And I was like, I hate those jeans. We're going to burn those. <laughs> now I want to take a second. Imagine, girls, if you have like one shirt that you love and you put it on and your man looks at you and says, you know, I really don't like that shirt. Let's throw that away and buy you something else. No, no, no. no. Let's burn it. Loose. But it just slips from our mouth so easily like but no to to kind of like going off of what you're saying like I don't know if it's necessarily more of a fashion sense I just think that as women we have and I I hate to be this way because I always talk digitally and say I always feel like I'm a devil's advocate and say like things that people think are controversial but I just think I'm telling the truth that people don't want to hear I just think that as women, we have gotten away with being more controlling because we have the guard over us as like, not that this is true, but just saying that women are like, they can't really be controlling. You know, they're not like, you know what I mean? That men have always been seen as being like the head of household, the head of the whatever. So if the woman is doing it, she's just helping to empower him in a better way. And that if a man is doing it, he's demeaning her. And so I think the same action, you know, kind of gets flipped. And I, of course, am not ignorant. And I'm not talking about, you know, in mentally domestic abuse cases where someone's like tearing you down and like saying that you're ugly and not worthy to be with them. Like that is not at all like what I'm touching on. That's a completely different thing that like people need to be able to trigger to get out of. I'm talking about, you know, the real surface level stuff of like, when we walk out in public together, I would love for you to compliment me and look like this or dress this kind of way that I think, you know, that would be cute next to me. Like for any woman to say they haven't thought that, like you're lying, you know, like we have all had a mental thing of like how I would like for someone to dress. But what happens if, what if, and I've only seen this happen like once or twice with like some random college friends that I made, but um and they're not necessarily my friends now but what happens if um what happens if your man wants you to dress more racy um or more provocative than what you're used to because i know that conversation of you know oh your man wants to you know make you you know like more like covered up And that's like the norm of what guys want in a relationship. But what happens when it's the opposite way around? And he wants you to know, he's like, oh, baby, you've got some nice titties. Like, might want to show them things off every now and then. A little cleavage. And you're like highly uncomfortable. Should you take that advice too? Like, I was like, what do you do? When I tell you this is so far out of my scope. If anyone doesn't know me, Shalice knows me. I am a grandma. I am so, I'm like. A 40-year-old trapped in a 23-year-old's body. Like, me and my man love to just, like, chill at home and watch movies. We don't drink. We don't do nothing. But it is absolutely nothing. But I, like, love it and we thrive with each other. But as I was saying, 
to answer this question, I'm going to start the answer by saying I have no experience in this. um I think it really just goes back to what I said of like it's just about your morals you know like there is always a breaking point there's always something that you are willing to sacrifice and do and things that you are not willing to do and so Mm -hmm. it's being strong enough to realize that you know either you tell him no I'm just not comfortable with that and I'd appreciate it if you just didn't push me in that direction because in your own morals if that makes you uncomfortable and you don't want to do it then just don't do it but if he keeps pushing then you need to decide if that's a relationship but you want to stay in. What if it's less about your morals and more about your personal insecurities and as your partner he sees the beautiful like everyone else can see it but you and it's not about morals but actual insecurities because truthfully, if we want to go, like, if we take this back to men, a lot of men kind of stay in certain fashion trends because of, um, I won't necessarily say insecurities, but of just comfort. In a sense, you can get, com- women get comfortable with their insecurities. Women get more, get really comfortable with like tiptoeing around their insecurities. So what if your partner sees the beauty in you and he is like, come on, girl, I love you. You can be a little bit more liberal than that. Like, what do you do? Like, you know, especially when you know, like, okay, I, I, it's only because of my insecurities. Like, granted, I know this sound kind of crazy. Um, not necessarily crazy just because like, um, I just feel like, um, a, it's not like a lot of guys who, you know, subscribe to that, but also like, well, no, actually I won't say that. I, I do think men would prefer if their um, women, you know, dressed up, were a little bit more feminine, you know, wore, you know, I mean, you ain't got to show everything, but you know, a little light cleavage, you know what I'm saying? Nice little form mm-hmm. dress, you know, real sassy, sexy, you know what I'm saying? I really feel like men appreciate that. I think it is, I definitely think it is miss, um, I think it's understated um, when I think more men just don't know how to say this, but um, dressing feminine is missed. Yeah. And um, everybody's into this ooh. androgynous look. And I currently, like, my closet is real 50, 50. No, actually, it's real 33, 33, 33. I got office wear, I got androgynous, and I got feminine. But I don't feel like enough women really tap into the feminine because it's real, you know, cool to have like streetwear and stuff like that. But what happens when your man would prefer you to dress more feminine, even though it is way more comfortable to dress androgynous, but at the same time, like, it's like, I want to be with a woman. Like, you know, like, I would like if you dressed up sub, you know what I'm saying? Girl, wear a wrap dress. Like, do you even know what it is? (laughs) Anyways, um, to be honest, that's just, uh, that's... Mm-mm. it's kind of difficult so first off it's like how did you meet her and I hate that saying because I hate when people are like well you met me like this like nah bro you can change in a relationship like you're not supposed to be the same person you in a met, relationship if, if that's the you case met your man not. in them ugly jeans you met him in them ugly jeans then I'm gonna burn so I don't I don't know because in my opinion like if I'm thinking about myself 
I'm hella sensitive. So Azoya has been king at being able to be overly communicative of things that he likes. And it's more so, and when I do step out or when I do, you know, like dress in a kind of way that like he likes or that he thinks is cute or something like that, um, then like I feel the compliments more from it. So then it's kind of like that, ooh, I kind of want to, you know, you know what I mean? Like do that again. So I'm saying that because like your girl loves black shorts and t-shirts and oversized hoodies and he wears a 3X and I wear all of his shit outside. So like, it's really bad. I'm trying to get better. But like, no, I, I think, I think a lot of it comes with one patience, especially if it comes to um, like a woman's like not feeling good in her own body. Like there's no amount of anything you're going to be able to tell her that's going to make her be like, oh, you're right. I do look great. Like what? That doesn't exist. Like that's going to have to slowly start coming from inside of her, but you can help that along. And in my opinion, the way you help that along is- Why do we expect men to automatically, when we start switching him to button ups and whatever, what, and loafers and brunch boots, I love a good brunch boot, but um, (laughs) what happens when, you know, are they supposed to immediately feel comfortable too? Like, I'm just like- why do we have that? Like, I don't feel like that is um, reciprocated. The comfort, the immediate comfort. Like, we expect men to be immediately comfortable with our personal fashion choice. But as soon as they say something to us, we, and I know you didn't expect me to go this route. You are thrown for a loop. <laughs> I'm not. Trust me. I'm prepared for you. Let's go. <laughs> She expected me to just cake for women all day, but mm, girl, <laughs> I can play devil etiquette too. <laughs> okay, well then let me make this worse. How do we? How do we? How do we? Why do we expect men to immediately jump to acceptance of the change? Like, why don't we give them the same amount of breathing room? And think- why is it not societally normal? For us to give that like breathing room for them to, you know, slowly go to the change. Like we were for a woman. All right. So I think in my personal experience, I can't speak for everybody, so I'm not going to. But in my personal experience, what I've seen for myself and other women around me, there's a much deeper issue at play when it comes to um just like loving yourself and personal identity. So I feel like as a guy and not, not that there aren't men that, I mean, like all men have feelings. Let's go ahead and put that out there. Like men have feelings and insecurities and things like that. But we'd had this conversation before where I feel like men have been groomed to be, to accept rejection and stuff easier. I know this doesn't make sense yet, but I'm really going to loop this around. So men have been like used to their entire lives having to be groomed and conditioned for rejection, which has then made them very confident in themselves for the most part, not always, obviously. But like from what I've seen, most guys, like if a guy is ugly, he he will just own that, you know? And everyone will still love him and not care about that and look past it because you can just tell that like he's so okay with himself. And so I feel like when it comes to asking a guy to change things, um, a lot of times it's taken easier because guys don't make such a big deal about it. And I feel personally that's because 
Um, I just don't think they're taking it as personally, you know, like, I just think it's like, ah, we're going out with her family. She wants me to hit up this kind of outfit. Okay, cool. Like, damn, she thought these jeans were ugly. I thought they were great, but okay. All right. You know what I mean? Like most guys for women. And I can speak for myself. If I put on an outfit that I think is fire that I love, and it is like the boyish, whatever, and as Zoe were to tell me, like, hey, I really like it when you, like, dress up a little bit. I'm already laughing because he would laugh if he heard this because he would know in my head. My head would be like, so you think what I'm wearing right now is ugly. So you don't like what I'm wearing right now. So you don't like my fashion sense. So you don't think <laughs> I can dress myself. So all this time that I've looked like whatever, you've been lying to me. And so, of course, other girls are going to be like, I don't think that far into it. That's fine. I'm speaking from my own experience. I travel down like a tunnel in my head, but that's because I have a lot more insecurities about myself. Like I do care a lot more what he thinks about how I look than probably how he feels about me. Like he's not going to put up a fight when it comes to if I want to change a shirt because he's just going to be like, I was going to be like, nah, I really just want to wear this. Or he's going to be like, all right, whatever, fine. Like I'll change. You know what I mean? And it won't be this whole big debacle because like, he's not thinking deeper than that. And in my opinion, from my own personal experience, I take everything at way deeper than surface value. Like if you don't like my hair straight, but I love my hair straight. So that means that like, you don't like a a part of me, which sounds ridiculous when I say it out loud, but I do think that's what a lot of women do. And I think that we're so conditioned to going there so quickly. We don't even realize that like, it is a deeper rooted issue of insecurities and stuff like that. And like, I proudly go to therapy. So I have learned how to really break down. Like when I have triggers, I really have learned how to sit back and be like, all right, you're triggered. Ashley, go down the reasons why you're triggered and figure out the actual root of this. Because like, he is not saying this for this reason. He is just trying to say something. You know what I mean? So I think it's just a much deeper thing of like, the reason why women can say it so often is because I don't think men just care as much. Don't worry, y'all. <laughs> just having a, a coughing fit. Corona. So Anyways, I'll um I'll edit that out. Now I'm just gonna leave it in. But yeah, that's what I think. I just think that um as women, from what I've seen, I always have to say that before people get offended. Like I just take things more personally. So you saying you don't like the way I dress means that like you don't like me. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I'll say this. Like, um, that's fair. I be feeling the same way. And I feel like most women feel that way um, a lot. I feel like it's less talked about. Like, nobody really wants to admit to it because everybody's just like, oh, I don't need nobody approval, sis. <sighs> let's just. That let's is just a whole other pretty. conversation because I also think that the narrative that is pushed on women in social media today is just like nice. not my favorite because it's very anti like what are you actually feeling and what do you want and more like let's put on a front and just be like this powerful powerful boss bitch or whatever and not that that's bad like be a boss bitch but like being a boss bitch also means that like you can admit that like you're sad or you're lonely or that like you want someone's approval. And then when you can admit that you can break down why that is Mm -hmm. and then be able to move forward. Like before I get into a whole therapy session, like I really cannot stand media on that whole thing. And I just think like, that's the wrong mindset to go about 
anything. Like you're not perfect and you're not about to approach everything perfectly. And someone's not going to like everything about you, bruh. Get over it. You don't like everything about him. That is, that is facts. I really think we have to, you know, as a collective, normalize, really, like, I think we really need to get down to the um, definition of unconditional love. First and foremost, we need to, when we're picking a partner, we need to see, like, well, let's not jump too fast, y'all, because a lot of y'all just be jumping. And I realize that is a whole part of, you know, another performative part in y'all because y'all want approval because you know being in a relationship being claimed by someone you know that you know apparently brings some you know new level of you know acceptance into society because now you're viewed as wanted that's a whole nother thing um but I do think we need to get down to like okay like unconditional love is simply like I don't have to like everything about you Um, but I love you. So, you know, I really think we need to be like pushing that movement forward because so much of, um, our generation's like relationships is outward appearance and none of it really is, um, on actually getting to know your partner. I know me and you were having like a private conversation about how, um, you know, you were talking about how, you know, if you're moving down a certain path with someone, not even if you're moving down a certain path with someone, like if you can see yourself dating someone over than six months, over six months, then you should probably start talking about certain things and um, in accordance to how, you know, y'all want to move in life. Like, I know you were saying about, like, how, you know, if Azoya, you know, wants to move back to Nigeria, you know, y'all talked about that early. I don't need to be shocked by that. If I'm yes. shocked by that, that is my fault because I did not, not do. Yeah. You're not talking about the important mm-hmm. things. Therefore, let me go ahead and jab a couple of you guys. Your relationship is <laughs> surface level. If you have been... And once again, everyone's relationship moves at their own pace. We, I'm not about to sit here. But we are we are being like force fed into feeling like these surface level relationships are goals, which is really the issue. Like No, I like completely agree. Cause I can even see how my like unless you talk to me in person or something like I'm very open about talking about a lot of things, but you could definitely look on social media. My relationship looks just perfect. Ain't nothing happening. We don't argue about shit. We go on vacations all the time. Like it could be very easy to like slap that perfect label, you know, on like our relationship and the way that it looks. Um, but I was very careful because I was aware of that. I was very careful about like, bro, if I'm about to put a bunch of happy shit up online about my relationship, I need to make sure I'm actually, you know, happy. And this is a, a real highlight reel. And this isn't like a, we snap the picture and we're arguing. It's like, we're only living through everyone else's approval through, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Very easy for me to I say. I don't really have a huge following. Like I know a whole bunch of people like that. I bet you do, cause that's that's kind of all it is now. You want the you want the Instagram bay. You want to post the pictures. You want the stories. We're here on vacation, all that stuff. 
And it's just come to the point now in social media where like, if, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. If a couple stops posting, I'm like, bro, they broke up. But then they'll pop back online like a couple months later and you're like, oh, they're good. But that means they're really good because they're really not like super on. So either they're just not social media people, which is like a, mm-hmm. a lot of times the facts, or they're just not like that. So the mindset, like because my mindset is like that, then when I get in a relationship, if I'm unhappy, now I'm like, oh shit, even if I'm unhappy, I got to post a bunch of stuff or else everyone's going to think that something's wrong because something is wrong and blah, blah, blah. And now my relationship is for other people and not for mm-hmm. myself. I, like we're just being conditioned to do everything for acceptance. Um, But I think like going back to um the unconditional love, like actually um talking in relationships, I think that you know outward appearance needs to be one of those things that needs to be discussed with people with the person that you are you can see yourself with longer than six months I think like if they're just not a casual fling then outward appearance is something that needs to be discussed um because here's the thing um no women you will not always be the same size your weight will fluctuate it is a normal thing like um so you might not you know or you might feel more comfortable in androgynous clothes or you might feel you know real comfortable in you know all your fashion over that clothes those things like kind of need to be discussed it's not about necessarily like controlling i think that's what i really want to do with this particular conversation is really open up people to the discussion, like all the things that really need to be like laid out on the table. And please, please under, please understand me and hear me when I say that once you have an opinion, you are allowed to change your opinion. So nothing is said in concrete. You just have to understand that, you know, your opinion, you have to have another conversation if your opinion changes. But talking about, you know, how you prefer someone's hair. And, you know, and if you explain to him like, hey, I don't necessarily care for when men try to control my hairstyles. Um, I I tell my men personally, um, I'm really good at bringing this up. Um, because generally speaking, like I've, I've gotten better. Like this is like a bunch of the stuff like I have implemented in my more adult relationships is things that I've have learned over time. So like, we're like, I'm starting to implement these conversations more, but, um, talking about hair, if you like my hair a certain way, but I know that, you know, I won't necessarily wear my hair like that all year because I'm not a all year type hairstyle type of person. Never have been. That needs to be discussed. I need to give that my partner the option to say, and eh, that don't necessarily work for me because there are a lot of men who just prefer women who have more, you know, like one or two hairstyles a year. And there are a lot of women who do, you know, but it needs to me. be said. Box braids and buns. Okay. But that's you. You know, I got all types of wigs. And then I'll say, if you would like a certain style of me, you need to buy it. And most of my hair, my wigs are $350 and up. And I won't like, 
I won't settle on that if you really like this hairstyle. And even still, I'm not going to commit to wearing it most of the year because to me, on my personal level, that is ridiculous. <laughs> but I have to give you that option and let you know where I stand. And you need to say like, oh, can I deal with that or not? Because sometimes people don't understand what they can and can't deal with, like what will eventually get under their skin. If me taking my wig off and putting on a bonnet bothers you, because a lot of people don't like bonnets. And I got like gel braids because I had a wig on and, you know, the little wig grip all day. If that bothers you, we need to talk about it. Yeah. And that kind of comes in like, you know, obviously there's some people that like some men will not care at all about that. Um, And I think it's just, it goes to be said that like, to a certain extent, it is okay if a man cares about that. Like when Azoya shaved his beard off, I felt a type of way about it. And I let him know. I was like, look, I have look, to look at your naked mobile face every day. I was day. like, Why I love you. you. I love you with a beard more. Like he shaved it and had a goatee. But I also had to think in my head, adorable. if you he has a goatee for the rest of his life, I will be okay. You know, like, do I prefer him to have a, a beard? Yes, I love, love that look. Full beard. <laughs> beautiful just such a beautiful man but like um but if he doesn't for the rest of his life I'm not gonna not you know like him for that he knows my preference and he probably keeps that in the back of his mind but if he feels like yo I'm gonna do whatever he'll just kind of tell me before and then um kind of do it so he'll just like kind of warn me and it it's now just kind of become and then it kind of comes to a point where it's like Okay, well, why does he need to warn you? He probably only does it because I've said something about it. If I never said anything about it, he will wake up one day and shave his beard. You know what I mean? But like, obviously, that's something he has mentioned he cares about. So he is just being courteous and letting me know. We both know, because we've had the conversation, we both know that that is not a deal breaker for us to break up in our relationship. I could care less about what your facial hair looks like. You know, I just, I love you for who you are. But it goes without being said where, yeah, if some if you're listening to this and you think like, oh my God, that's such a stupid ass conversation to have, you need to be having little stupid ass conversations. Like you need to be talking about your preferences. Azoya has been Man, very, and a lot of girls are, Little hmm? stupid ass, little stupid ass things break up relationships oh, every day. All day. day. Like, Zoya has been very upfront with me. And some people are going to think this is, like, rude. But I don't because I love him and I know he loves me. And I know he's, like, bringing it up in a really nice way. But I know his level of attraction for me goes down a little bit when I gain a little bit of weight. Like, what? I would feel the exact same way if the same thing happened to him. So just because he's being honest with me, does that hurt? hurts like hell mm-hmm. it hurts even more because I also know that like that's something I need to work on that I let go when he first met me I was very different very motivated on another kind of level you know like everything's very different everyone gains that happy you know relationship wait at least watch out all right watch go out running or something don't gain that happy relationship wait oh. in the first couple months but he just he fed me that's all I did but that's what I mean hi girl Sorry. My gang like, relationship way. Uh, mm, mm, I don't know. 
maybe. I don't know, girl. I be fluffy all year round for real, for real. So <laughs> like, I don't really know. It's like, take me as I am. As long as you try to make me no skinnier. Like, I mean. So, so that was the whole thing was like, and he, he didn't tell me directly, but I asked him because I was just kind of like, I need to ask. But he knew that he felt comfortable enough because we've had random ass little conversations. He knew that he could open up to me about something like this. And it's not something that builds resentment. And once again, people have broken up for less, mm-hmm. obviously. And so like for him to share, you know, that with me kind of opened my eyes to something that I already kind of knew, but now, you know what, I need to pay attention to it. And then it gets into deeper things. It's like, okay, so why does he care about that? And it's like, oh, he really cares about that because he's really attracted to drive and determination. And when it comes to you know, weight, um, that's something that obviously like that's a is driving determination. I mean, he works out for a living. That is his job. Yeah. So like, you know, that's just kind of well, hold on, wait, let me preface this. It's a mind over matter thing unless, you know, you taking like some type of medication or something like that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Obviously so we're not this is not no no no. And then I also want to like say this again because like once again people are going to be like oh he's awful but he's not because he makes sure to tell me like bro at the end of the day I don't care I love you so much like you know you're the woman I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with like everything like that so I am cushioned by that because I understand that like you know um I understand that I'm still in a good relationship and still in a good situation you know like regardless so if you feel like this is more something where you can never please them, like maybe that's a red flag, but I know that's not where I am, you know, but mm-hmm. I do have to look at that because there are probably, it's kind of hard because he's like the most determined man I've literally ever met in my entire life. But there are certain things that he does that I'm just kind of like, I would much rather you do this. And here's why. Cause in my head, that shows that you love me more. That shows you care. That shows you pay attention. And so for him, he finds it attractive um, when I love myself, when I care about myself, when I'm eating the right foods, when I'm taking myself out to exercise, mm-hmm. when I'm exercising that discipline. Um, but then he also has patience with me to like, you know, get there. But that's the thing. Like, how can you have difficult conversations with your partner if you can't have the simple ones of the shit that you can get over? You know, like if you can't share your preferences with your partner, how down the line are you going to talk about money? and it sounds so like well that's so different it's not it's all about communication like if you are not communicating and that's not me saying like you going at each other all the time about little shit no I'm not talking about that that's not communication that's just bickering but like if you're not really talking to your partner about like what you like or what you find attractive and it's also a good exercise for yourself because then it makes you think about what do you actually like what do you actually value You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's really important. And I feel like that just doesn't, and the relationships that I've seen before in my life, like, that just doesn't happen. So I felt like when I got into my relationship with Zoya, though it was really difficult to get to this point, I'm happy we did the work to make sure that, like, if I ever have a problem, I'm not going to have to tiptoe. I might have to watch the way I say it or because I know him and I know the best way to deliver it. But, like, I'm going to say what I need to say. And then we can nip the problem in the butt, you know? Yeah. 
But I, I think like I think that healthy communication, you know, comes down to like a few things, like you know, that I personally know about you guys' relationship. I think he knows that, you know, when you are happy, you are eating well, you are exercising. But that's generally speaking how like we were all raised. So you know, I think. I mean, yes, it's like of course, like oh yeah, I'm more attractive to you when you're like you know working yeah, out. Yeah, there's but a lot also, of other factors. Yeah, but he also knows like. Sis is also in a really great mind space when she's doing this stuff as well. I want her to be happy. So I'm I'm probably going to bring attention to it. Now, don't like, like I said, we're, we are discussing a unicorn and per, and, and perhaps of men, um, you know, Brad's just a really great guy, stand up guy. Please don't disappoint me. <laughs> he won't, don't worry. <laughs> you know, I'm a fan of Zoya. You know, I love I'll kill him. him first if he does. <laughs> But um, but, but I he's a unicorn that's brutally honest. Like I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Like that's girl, and I think that's one thing that kind of makes him. You know, mm-hmm. I say unicorns have sharp horns. That don't mean they won't rip that. They won't stab you, like, and probably run off with your body on the horn. Like you just said, he's different. <laughs> but I think like I think there needs to go into like. Um, we I think we need to have like these little conversations a little earlier. Maybe not even if you can see yourself. Well, no, actually, if you can't see yourself for six months, I'll, I'll stick to that because I I think women can see themselves longer um, with men faster. So I think you need to start having Hell conversations. Yes. Um, but you also need to see like if though if the things that he likes. Do you feel like they're tied to, you know, some of his own insecurities? Those are red flags. You might need to you might need to figure out if you need to take a step back. Yeah, cuz if say if like once again, I feel like I have to keep prefacing. So it doesn't say he doesn't love me because of my weight blah blah blah. But say if we were having a conversation about eating healthy and weight and stuff like that and that was not the life he was living, but he was wanting me to pick that up without backing me on that that's a hell of a red flag mm-hmm. but it's not he is honestly only like asking about and questioning about things that like he does consistently every day in his own life because once again that is his job so you know mm-hmm. like it's another mentality I, I think yeah but I think there are a lot of men um, and I think women are afraid to, no, actually, I don't want to say women are afraid to ask this question. Uh, I kind of think a lot of people get off on this. Um, but does he want you to be fine? Like, you know, like fine, modelesque or whatever, so that other people can hype him up when, you know, they see you. I know that's like, it sounds crazy, but when you're significant other has friends he wants you to be attractive to them as well so they can go oh where you got a birdie but also like you need to be vetting to see if that's the only reason why he's with you you also need to see that if you you know if life goes on and you become less of the baddie is he not gonna want to be with you does his yeah, like, friend's opinion? Yeah, is is his opinion of you going to change? If his friend's opinions of you change, like 
for I mean for like specifically outside because if you're just a bitch <laughs> then I mean by all means they should all hate you. I'm sorry. And a lot of you are you're horrid. You're horrid. Ticks way too long for you to come around to his friends. Girl, just be nice. It's not that hard. <laughs> be to- to- tolerate. Have a smile. It ain't that hard. You know, when they come over, just go in the other room, be like, hey, y'all, all right, snacks in there. Hate them niggas. Exactly. Go away. <laughs> you don't gotta, you don't have to sit and talk to them laughing because there's someone personally in my life that I know like nails that just the smile, hi, hey guys, what's up? You know, like, oh, I'll see you over here, but I ain't really about to talk to you. Just class A. <laughs> class. Love her. Um, but I think, I think more women people need to do that. Like, you know, and I say this as, you know, I'll make friends with your homeboys cause they're your friends, but I'm just a friendly person. So if you know me, you know, for the most part, unless I'm like sleepy, <clears throat> I'm pretty friendly. Would you say so, Ashley? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, okay, here's what I'm going to say. I feel like over the years. <laughs> You have gotten much better at that. I feel like when we were younger, you just wanted to like intimidate everyone. But I think it was just because it was like a fun game for you. Yes. I'm going to out you because I do think you did that. But I don't know if I wanted to intimidate everybody. Not intimidate. I, That's I don't, the wrong I, I don't know. It this might not be though, Slick. I don't know if I liked enough people. I would just be like. I thought everyone was. I just don't think. Younger. I just don't think you cared how you came off to other people, and then, you know, because you were just like, "Bro, I don't give a fuck about you. I'll never see you again." You know, whatever. But then you were just kind of like, you know what? Fuck it, I don't like you, but I'll smile on your face for a second and then just go detox my life later of you. And I don't have to be around you. We don't have to be super friendly. Like you've mastered that, and that's really good. I would that's like to say to that a lot of the people I had met in Atlanta. You know, although they have grown up now, back then they sucked. They were the most special I had ever met. And it was very odd to me. And I felt no, I just felt no inclination in my soul to be kind. <laughs> I was just like, but that was rude and I was little. But as an adult, I'm a friendly bitch. <laughs> so. You know, moving forward, you know, I just have a little bit of a brash delivery. If you can get over the brashness, then you know, I'm real friendly or whatever. I'm just real. You um, really don't. You're very friendly. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, just it's, it's a little brass, brass, brash, whichever. It can come off a little strong, but I mean, well. So, you know, I would just suggest, you know, going, going back to what I need to be talking about um, is. You got to have conversations. Now, here's the thing. If a dude likes you, you will, you know, he will attempt to finagle his way out of this conversation. But you can ask follow-up questions that you will eventually get your answer. Because no man is going to tell you, especially, let's be very honest, if he wants the box... (laughs) One way or another, or if he, you, uh, keep, keep me out, hear me out. No man is going to say because if he likes you for superficial reasons, then nine times out of ten, bro, he kind of want the box and some arm candy. I'm gonna completely agree with you. Like I hate to be this way, and maybe you're gonna agree or disagree. Another triggering thing. Um, 
Come on, ladies, let's be real. We know the difference. You know if a man really likes you and you know if he's just playing with you. That's just up to you to decide your worth and if you're willing to deal with that. But you can tell a man's level of interest in you and what like um, no. level no, he's people, interested. Some people don't. Some people really do not have that. Um, if you have really to question have it, it, then. Oh, you went out. Oh, no, I can't hear you at all, Ashley. Sorry, I was ah. muted. Um, if you have to question it, he wants the box. Yeah. Well, no, some women, because I've seen some women who I, I've met the person and I'm like, girl, they're a good guy. And they're like, they're like their radar from other, like from being in other messed up situationships has like skewed their judgment. So that's, you know, I don't feel like that's, that's like a very, I just, I did that with this way. So, and, and who was like, uh uh-uh, uh, girl, go out. Me. Hi. Hello. I love them because I am the, re- I am the foot. I was the foot that Dagner kicked her out the door. Hi, that's me. That's not fully true. Ashley, we had like a three-hour conversation. We had a lot of conversations. I was damaged, but I was still going to date him. I just needed You were a like, I don't know. And I was like, bro, just. I'm an attention whore. I just need a bunch of people to tell me yes to something that I'm already going to do. I had that conversation like so many times with you. Anyway, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back because when no one else really wanted to, I did that. It's me. That's me. I see in the future. I'm raving, B. <laughs> you can listen to the future. Hmm. Your life will be brief. Let me not get copied. As you were saying. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, um, basically, like I said, there are follow-up questions that you can ask. Because like I said, sometimes, you know, you've been through some messed up stuff. Your judgment can be skewed. You don't know, you know, when to go and when to, you know, stop or when to slow. You don't know the difference. You know, you look colorblind to the red, the yellow, and the green. And I feel that happens to the best of us. So, some follow-up questions that you could ask to, you know, the acceptance question. Um, Like, once you ask preferences, um, ooh, I love, love. I love to see dudes' exes or girls they talked to previously. I like to get a general consensus of your type. Now, there aren't a lot of guys who, (laughs) um, let me say this. I don't have a type. All of my guys look different. But I have realized that I am damn near an anomaly. So... You can probably run this method on most people. I have found, mm, oh, red flag. That's a red flag for my own, but that's a plan on the play. We'll talk about this afterwards. Flag on the play. I said flag on the play. I said, (laughs) anyway, you can probably see, you know, if you are or are not your dude's type. If he is reluctant to show you, that is a yellow flag, not a red flag, a yellow but flag. You also, know. I will add, sometimes if you're like kind of the real different type from his type, sometimes that can actually be a good thing because it means that like he's breaking out of a, oh, a phase. 
Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you can be the, you know, different person. And a lot of times that can mean more than, oh, you being the rest of his type. Because do you want to be like what his high school girlfriend was like? I'm confused. No, you don't want to be what his high school girlfriend was like. But I'm, I think I'm talking to women who are like 21 and up, you know, like. I'm joking. But yes, you get my point. The point is. He should have talked to a couple. It could be a good thing if you're the different one. It could be. But then on the other hand, you know. I do feel like men, well, I'll say this. I do feel like people, but majority of men are creatures of habit. And sometimes if you ain't a part of the habit, I mean, you already know what's up. Okay. I'm depressing myself now. So uh, we can wrap I told up. you, I actually think it's a good thing. I, I heard what you said. I didn't care though. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really good thing because then sometimes, in my opinion, once again, here I am trying to make everything all happy and shit. A lot of times, that means he cares more about your personality and you guys, you know, as a unit together, more so than a look that he's been chasing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like especially when they're older, like when when it's an older man. Who finally breaks out of that? You're gonna make more times than not. It's because he's he's actually like looking for personality more than you know a type, and you're still pretty. So like what? Well, okay. So that's not the thing. So here's the thing. Oh, look at the bunny. But (laughs) that is actually has a bunny, y'all. So anyway, I really think. um, Hmm. All right, am I going to say this? Fuck it. Boston Walls. So, <laughs> um, you know, it is so not well, necessarily, it's not necessarily, um, all right. So I'll say this. It's a red flag for me sometimes because I have been the first dark skinned girl for a lot of guys. Actually, majority of the guys I've dated. And, you know, that puts you in an odd predicament. Um, you know, but I don't want to necessarily get on the color spectrum for blacks because the issue may be that there are a lot of white women in his history. And I question this at least every 48 hours. Probably a better thing because he's older. The man is like, "Mm, I actually need to settle down. Who can wear the crown in my family? And I get it. And Correctly. And his family, you know, they love me. I love them. And, you know, they're all, his family is dark-skinned women. Um, and so I find it odd that, you know, you've been around so many strong dark-skinned women all your life. And you've dated Becky's with most of your free time. Like, you're going 60-40 that's always how it goes, though. The guys that, like, serial date white girls have, like, the best sisters and moms and aunties and examples and still married parents. Like, that's – I don't know what it is, but that's kind of how it goes. It was parents ain't married. But that's, it's very ghetto to me. I don't like it. Never felt well in my heart. I bring it up quite often because sometimes it just, you know, just makes me be like, hmm, I don't know. This is also a topic for another conversation because you cannot let his whole past ruin how he is with you and who you are. And that, yes, a past is obviously something that you need to pay attention to. It does not need to be the 
Oh, you went out, you went out, you went out, you went out. Sorry, it does not need to be the defining part of your entire relationship. And, and I because yeah, I his past is his past for a reason. Maybe the Beckys just didn't work out. And he finally woke up because, you know, sometimes it takes men a little bit longer to come around to the loop. Maybe he finally woke up and realized, oh, these Beckys really just ain't it. Mm-hmm. And now he has a queen. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous, y'all. <laughs> Pray for me. I'm nervous. The and more at the end I- of this episode, talk to him about your feelings about that. I- don't keep that to yourself. Make sure you have a conversation with him and say, I don't want to hold this against you, but I'll admit this is bothering me a little bit. Like, you know, what makes this different? What blah, blah, blah. Like, you need to get into it because that's how you have a healthy relationship. You can't let that linger. You have to talk I about it. I did bring it up. But no, no, no. I already see your face. No. If you did not really sit down and like, hey, I'd like to have a conversation about this. You were putting out feelers. I cannot just said no, he no, he he's just said what you said. And I was just like, push it. But <laughs> I hated it. I hated the response because it it just held no justification to why you made the decision repetitively over and over again. We talked about it today, actually. Like no <laughs> that once again, that's a whole other conversation. You're right. I grew up in a PWI area, so I kind of understand more that like once you date one, it's just a revolving door. And that's not me to like shade or disrespect (laughs) white women that he dates, like not at all. But like, yeah, a lot of times when you're in that like world, you will just meet a lot more white women, you know, and that it might take a second or a whole other life. He is from where I am from. But like, what about, I mean, if he consistently was dating, then he obviously had like friends or Something where he was just always in that community. It's not like a whole, like I said, it's 60-40, but it's not a whole lot of relationships. Not a whole lot of them. So let me be very clear. I'm doing 60-40 out of like, maybe like. So then what are you sweating about? Five relationships. Just because. I I just feel like, okay, you've slept with black women, but out of the black women that you, like out of all the women, you only felt like the 60% of the white women were worthy of actual commitment. That's what my issue is. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And, and that again, worries me. You should fully I, talk to him about. I have. And he says what you said. And it feels like. But also, does he? <laughs> do you need to have the tough conversation about like. Who? Do you think you me with a Becky? I am not Beyonce. She is kind. No, no, not saying that. But like, I hate to ask this, but was there, this is going to make me sound so awful and I really don't feel this way, but I mean, as a black man, was there something that he felt like he was getting from a white woman, more so in a relationship aspect instead of like, I mean, you know, anything else, like in a girlfriend aspect that he didn't feel like he was getting and the black women, if that was consistently the He said the that thing. white women, and he, I, I heard him. I heard him, and I, I felt like this was very fair and valid to an extent. And we talked about it in depth, and he just, you know, kind of, like, so I'll just kind of, like, go over, like, breeze over the conversation. Um, he probably ain't gonna listen to this, so it wouldn't matter. Um, <laughs> so basically, like... He just said, like, you know, white women, he said that white women ask you 
what can they do for you? And black girls ask you, what can you do for them? And that is a fact. And if anyone is triggered by that, it's not because it's false. It's very true. And that was a whole conversation you and I were literally just having Mm -hmm. that you said that you felt was very controversial. And I was like, but I think it's very, very is really really valid but i want um and that's a lot of the reason when you ask a lot of black men we're going over on time but just when you ask a lot of black men who date a lot of white women over and over again not that i think it's right because i think a part of it is just like well then there's a part of it that needs to learn part of me feel like it's laziness but another part i do understand a part of me does feel like it is laziness some of you just lazy. It's yes, it's lazy, but just like we were having in the conversation in the beginning, like as women, and once again, I'm only picking on this because that's just the kind of conversation we were having. As women, do you need to sit back and ask yourself, is that what you're actually doing? You can't sit here and complain about a bunch of guys saying this because obviously enough men have come forward to say this for it to feel as if it is a trend for black women that does not mean it's true for all black women and that Mm -hmm. some guys like aren't just more weak but like do you need to ask yourself like am I consistently being like I mean ask yourself this in a relationship is the first thing you're looking for like is he bringing this to the table does he have a job does he have this does he have that at what point have you said am I not and not saying like am I taking care of myself I have a job I have it no 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 What are you doing for him? If you're requiring so much of him, of having a job, of making sure he does this, making sure he pays for dates, he's always picking you up, he always remembers it, you know, okay, so then are you giving that same energy back Mm -hmm. or are you just taking all of it? And that's That's a real question because like that, imagine if you were in a relationship like that on the other side, that's exhausting to know that like, no matter how much you try or give that person one never acknowledges that you give because they just think it's expected Mm -hmm. and not that it's not, but like you still have to like give a lot of gratitude to a person for doing something for you. That, um, y'all pussy is not a gift. (laughs) Head is not a gift. I know I make the joke all the time because I'm petty, but I ha- I have to, I use this as a, a moment and you know, and I joked with him about it, but t- to be quite honest, like it's, it's really not y'all. It's, it's not like yeah. buy some groceries, so- cook for your man, be thankful. If he gets you a gift, girl, get him a card at least, you know, your pockets might not be as deep as his, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's the thought that counts. Like just as, just for him to see that. And I, I had a white friend in high school um, and in the beginning part of college. And I think that's where I saw it first because like she was dating a black guy and the level of like, not saying that this is right, but the level of that he got to feel like a man with her, you know, like he didn't have, he wasn't, he didn't come back to her and was consistently like, belittled and that's not what I'm saying that all black women do that but like he wasn't coming into a home where he knew he was going to be like well what is this where is this we need to talk about this like where everything is always a problem like until they I mean they obviously had their own personal issues but like for the most part he's coming back to 
hey, babe, how's your day? What can I do for you? Like, how's everything going? Like, he came home to what he felt like was a peaceful environment after an otherwise stressful day. And I think if we've learned anything over the past couple weeks is that, like, being a Black man in America is a lot to deal with constantly. Like, I mean, this man is probably going into work in his job and walks in an elevator and everybody clenches their purse. Like, and that's not to say that as women, we don't deal with things like, no, but it's like, not everything is about you. You know what I mean? Like not everything is about how can he serve you when he walks through that door? Like sometimes you have to really take the effort out to think about him. And like, man, he's had a rough blah, blah, blah. When he comes home, like, hey, babe, I plan for us to go to dinner. Like, you know, I know it's been like a crazy week, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think a lot of white women were raised, and I saw this in my friend, a lot of white women were raised to be like, you know, quiet and just listen and just kind of go along with the flow and more so do as they're told. And I don't want that to sound as if like they don't have a backbone, but that kind of is the mentality around it. So men got to feel more like men because they're not consistently being questioned about things. Mm -hmm. I will say though, I think that as black women, and I always hate to say this because I don't want to pitch this against and feel like white women don't do this, but I do feel like a special thing as black women is we do push men. A lot of times I feel like we really push them to be their best, but like, they're not your child. You know, like there's a certain level to where like you need to be pushing them to be better but like also like letting him feel like a man when he. Mm-hmm. I think there's a real home. thin line between. I'd like to add Very like a thin. couple of things. There's a thin line between pushing someone and motivation. Um, and I think now, granted, I'll just I must I'll say this. I don't really know if there is necessarily like a whole bunch of like, um examples of white women necessarily motivating or pushing their husbands to success because we do know that white men are given success a lot of times like they're just giving hands up but in a lot of like black relationships there are there is a lot there are a lot of examples of that but I think the successful ones do like the successful women who bring their husband up you know, successfully really do know that line, how to teeter that line between pushing him and motivation. We have to motivate him, but we don't need to push him because you just push him off a cliff. And then also my second thing is we as black women really do need to learn to tap into our feminine energy. Now I do understand that that is a sensitive topic because we are not always allowed to be feminine. And then at a certain time, you know, there's also, you know, the um, forward pushing of age of young black girls anyway. So, you know, there's that whole topic. At the same time, I do feel like within our personal, within ourselves, so I'm just talking to, you know, us, because this is our brunch table. We have to like, we have to take hold of our narrative. And because I get like, it's like all these systemic things, like we get it, ain't shit set up for us to succeed. Cool. But we have to get a hold of our narrative and really tap into our feminine side. That does not mean that you, you know, go get with someone who 
you don't feel like, you know, kind of checks off, you know, your boxes or at least majority of your boxes. But when you are in a relationship and you have deemed that you care about this person, be feminine, be soft. Being feminine and soft comes with servitude because we as black women, and I know that comes, like I said, this comes from a systemic thing of us not being given anything and us being the least cared about on the totem pole. Yeah. Um, asking like, okay, well, if you love me, what will you do for me? Because, you know, men in society, no matter what color, don't protect me and don't do anything. So if you want to be my partner, what will you do for me? Mm-hmm. At the same time, in the energy of reciprocity, we need to like go full throttle in that feminine energy of how can I serve you? What yeah, makes and last comfortable? Thing- how, what is the energy that you like in the room? Like, how can I add to that? How can I make your day better? And I feel like, and I don't want to be super controversial, but I do feel like that's exactly why I don't want to use the word stealing, but it, you know, girl, screw it. That's why these white women be stealing our niggas because (laughs) like (laughs) they are asking, like they are not even asking, they're observing. We got to learn to observe. We got to learn to open our eyes and not be so self-centered on what makes us comfortable. Yeah. And last thing, because like we're so over time, but it's a great conversation. Last thing before we finish, I just want to add that that also comes with us black women, because we do this a lot. You cannot talk down your man, not even to your friends. Like you have, we have got to stop that whole thing of like oh god he gets on my damn nerves everything like that yada 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 because guess what now you're talking that like you're you're talking that about him um you're spreading that energy you're bringing that energy home and then not only that when he hangs out with your friends that look of i know everything that's going on y'all's relationship like they know like how do you think a man feels when he walks into a room and he knows that every woman in there knows what's going on. And I feel like that's the one thing that I really adopted with Azoya. Like we obviously have our own personal things that go on. You know what I mean? Like, and if I really need to talk to someone, I'm talking to my mom, but you can ask Shalise, like for the most part, I'm not going to sit here and say my relationship is perfect. I never do that, but I don't go around gossiping about the shit that we talk about, the things that annoy me about him or whatever, because like, that's my man. And I have to protect him just as much as he feels the need to protect me. I need him to be able to walk into a space and feel confident and comfortable. And I have to create that in certain areas. And so if I'm out here talking shit about him, feeling a type of way, blah, 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 all this stuff, and then letting everybody know how I feel, except my own man, all you're doing is building more tension within your own relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. So- I just feel like that kind of needs to be said because I feel like that's something, Damn, once again, I, I know my relationship is not perfect, but you're not about to see my man's ass. Only I will. And that's, I think, kind of the mentality as black women that we need to take up. Like, you know, you if my man is out here fucking everybody up. Don't gotta, everybody don't have a mama who is in a successful relationship like No, then maybe it is that one person, you know what I mean? But you even have to censor. I even censor around my mom. Like, of course I talk to my mom about everything, but like most conversations, 
I would say about 90% of our conversations and things that we resolve and issues happen between the two of us. They don't have other people's opinions. I don't need anybody. Not that there's anything to look at him differently about, but like, I don't need people knowing, like if we walk into a situation that like, we were talking about whatever shit yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like protect. Yeah. It's just, it's not necessary. Like there is someone you can talk to about certain things, but if you can't talk to your partner about you all's own problems, like once again, I understand like sometimes you need a sounding board of people to go off of, of like, am I being crazy or blah, blah, blah. Like, should I even be upset about this? But, um, I think it's the balance of not oversharing, like really create like clear boundaries. Um, and I'm working on this. Well, I, I don't know. Like, it's weird. Like, sometimes, no. I, I don't really share a whole, whole lot. Yeah. And hmm. guess what? The healthy relationships are the ones that don't gossip on their own men. You have Maybe to. Better the whole world is tearing them down. <laughs> yeah. The whole world is tearing them down. So you need to make sure you're the one. And it, and it comes so easy. It's not like a lot of women do it to be spiteful or angry. But it's just a topic of conversation you're around your girls like oh what's going on in your life oh bro he's getting on my nerve this and that and da, da, da. you know it just kind of comes with i think chattiness mm-hmm. and girl talk but there's a certain level of discretion that you should have but girl if y'all got to talk to somebody can you at least if if this is true if you you know and it's not abusive oh my god oh my god dismiss my email came in a hard body um did you hear that mm mm Okay, good, good. I, okay, well, hopefully. Well, we're at an hour 20, so we need to... Oh, oh I just want to say this one thing. If you're going to talk to your special person that you confide in, and you do feel this way, just at least end it with, but I love him, and we're going to be good. We're going to make it through. And, you know, he treats me well, and he's a good guy. People have to understand, like, that management, the sandwich. Remember, guys, sandwich, positive. The meat is what's the issue. And then another positive. (laughs) Okay, guys? 100%. Sandwich, because that will change the perceptive. Like, your last sentence on what you say about your man to your friends is what, like, if I'm the friend, that's what I'm going to remember when he walk in the room. And that's the facial expression that I'm going to have. You tell me you love him and he treats you well, or, you know, y'all just going through something. I'm like, hey, woo. Because it's just we're not talking about lying. We're not talking about yeah. like if it's really going wrong and you're trying to hide things. No, what yeah. I'm talking about, if you're having some normal ass relationship shit, he's getting on my nerves. We're, t- we're talking about this. We've been just chatting each other's ear off about mm-hmm. whatever. Your girls don't need to know everything that you chat each other's ear off about. Like, you need to protect him just like he protects you. He's not going to. I mean, and maybe he is. And in my opinion, that's just a little immature. That's just my preference. But I know it's always not going to other guys talking about our stuff at all. I mean, first off, he just literally does not care to. But then also, like, I have confidence in that. If I walk in anywhere with his family, I know that his family thinks that I am the shit because he has talked me up so much. So I can walk in there with a lot of confidence and I want my man to have the same thing. He walks into my family and everybody thinks that he's a shit because he is. I mean, clearly like, he really is. Look at us. But this ain't my man to hype him up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like it's it's really hard to like bring him down because he is a shit. But I people could easily have different things if like I'm consistently talking about our problems and you're gonna mm-hmm. consistently think 
we have problems and I just refuse to do that. So you need to, you need to elevate your man the way that he elevates you. Like, you know, you, if you got to figure out your own shit behind closed doors, you need to make sure that everybody else thinks that he is the best and greatest man to you. If that's what he is, if he is not, that is another conversation that needs to be had mm-hmm. and other things that need to happen. But if all around he is a great man, that's all anyone needs to know about him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Point period. We are ending this episode, Shalise. I was about to wrap it. I was about minutes. to wrap it. All right. Well, guys, I hope y'all really enjoyed this podcast. Um, we do have a small announcement. Um, Kai will no longer be the co-host of the Talking a Brunch podcast. Um, but she will come on as a um a guest every now and then, every blue moon. Um, you know, we love her. She will always be a part of the family. But you know, sis got other stuff going on. You know, she got a baby. You know what I'm saying? She got stuff going on. So, you know, them schedules just wasn't clicking. So, you know, we, you know, wish her the best. Also, that's still my family. So, you know. It is what it is. You know, holler at the girl on her Instagram. Tell her you miss her and you love her. Um, anyway, moving on. So thank you, Ashley, our wonderful producer, for being my co-host today. And um, guys, you know, follow us on all our platforms, um, Instagram, Twitter, Email us if you have like a tip of the day or something that you think would be really cool for us to discuss. Um, We'll put all of that in the bio. You can also follow me and Ashley on our personal Instagrams as well. Mine is Shalise Bree. Hers is Ashley Sonye, which will also be in the description box below. Um, Also, guess what, guys? We're on Apple Podcasts now. Took us like five months. But we got approved. So guess what? You can go to that little purple app on your phone, type in talking with an apostrophe, a brunch. <laughs> you just type in talking without the apostrophe, it'll still pop up. I thought it wouldn't. But okay. Anyway, I've been talking to brunch and you go find us and you can find us on like, your iPhone or whatever. You know, if y'all don't want to download Spotify, you know, whatever. Or um, what's the other one we got? <laughs> It don't matter. It it's just Spotify. Right now it's just Spotify and Apple, which I think are the most important. Yes. Um, but yeah, so here we are. Um, like I said, follow us on all the things. You can now catch us in your iPhone. Praise God. Um, and yeah, we really just thank y'all for riding it out with us, dugging it out with us. Thank you for, you know, sipping orange juice and mimosas with us, even though I have wine today. Um, yeah, so we will see y'all next week. Bye.